It sounds like Texas A&M is done in the transfer portal. Let's grade this class room by room, starting with the edge rusher room, which is an A+. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Hope everybody had an outstanding weekend. We are back. Another exciting weekend here. Another exciting week here at Locked on Aggies. And, you know, I saw some reports that it sounds like Texas A&M is, is pretty much done in the portal, which, um, you know, you can't be upset at them for being done when you look at 24-7 sports and see that this is the number two overall transfer portal class. But... Let's break this down, position group by position group, and talk about, and let's grade it. Let's grade it, room by room, and then we'll give an overall grade at the very end. But starting with the room I'm most excited about, the edge rush, edge rush room, outside linebacker room, whatever you want to call it, A+. No debate to it. This edge rush room is the most exciting room in this portal class to me by a mile. Frankly, mostly because of Nick Scorton, the talented pass rusher from Purdue. I mean, once again, the dude was one of the best edge rushers in college football last year, a high sack total, and he's just an absolutely dominant force. I talked about how I think he's going to come and just take over the SEC. And, you know, the Big Ten, we talk about – the concern with some transfer portal players, and that'll be the concern with some of these guys that I'm going to talk about, and I'll voice that, but the concern with some of these players is can they perform in the SEC? That's always a little bit concerning. Nick Scorton, I don't think will have any trouble transferring what he's done in the Big Ten to what he's going to do in the SEC. And on top of that, I'll add the point that he did have – great games against the big dogs in the Big Ten. You know, the Michigan's, the Ohio State's. That's a big deal to me, being able to to put a solid game together against those teams really proves, you know, you you can hang in the SEC. If you can, you know, those are talented offensive lines. If you can get some sacks there, you can you can hang in the SEC. And I think Nick Scorton proved that. I mean, really, and it's funny. I'm, I'm acting like I'm calling my shot, you know, like Nick Scorton's this random guy. I mean, you know, he was one of the best players in college football last year, but I just think he's going to be a star for the Aggies. I think he's going to be an absolute monster next season. I do think he could compete for the 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 crown when it comes to the sack total in the SEC. That's how good he is. He's just going to be incredible for the Aggies next season, and I cannot wait to see him on the field because I think he's just going to take take this league by storm, ladies and gentlemen. And then the other addition in this room is Cassius Howell. 
Another guy. Now, this is, once again, I just got done talking about it. Some players that howl at transfer. The edge rusher from Bowling Green, six foot four, 235 pounds, had a whole bunch of sacks at Bowling Green. How will that transfer to the SEC is the question. I don't hate the frame, frankly, to come in and, and get after the passer. Long arms, um, a, a lot of various different moves to get to the quarterback, pass rush moves. I, I like seeing all that in a player like Howell. I don't think he'll have a ton of trouble transferring to what he's done at Bowling Green to what he's going to do in the SEC. I think that he is an SEC-ready player, but there is an adjustment period. The good news is I think that part of that adjustment period comes from getting to campus early and, and going against some other SEC athletes, but you know it, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world to just walk in and, and compete at this level. So you do kind of have to settle in, but I don't think – uh, Howell will have any issue doing that. And I do think he could be a guy that could come and give you four or five sacks next season in the SEC. I really, uh, that's, I mean, you know, I think he can do that. So um, I feel really good about the pass rush this season. I, I really do. With the guys you're bringing back, plus these additions coming from the edge, I, I really like the way this room looks heading into the next season. The next room we got here is the cornerback room. You have five additions in this room, which is very exciting. You got Des Ricks from Alabama, BJ Mays from UAB, you got Jaden Hill from Florida, you got Donovan Saunders from Cal Poly, and Will the Blanket Lee from Kansas State. Once again, anytime we reference Will, I will always add the Blanket Lee in there because that is an incredible nickname. But Looking at this room, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to give my grade at the end. I gave it at the beginning for this one, uh, for the edge rush room. I'll give, I'll give it at the end for this. But um, I think this room is solid. And listen, five additions to the room. Some might go, holy moly, that is a ton of additions to, to one single room. I, I wish you could have brought in 15 corners after what we saw last year. I just think when you bring in this many players, one of them's going to be good. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, and, and listen, I, I think the upside of Des Ricks is through the roof. I think that Will Lee, you know, he had some issues last season, but he's a dude who could develop into a star. Uh, Donovan Saunders, I really like. Jaden Hill's a guy who has SEC experience at, at the corner position, which I talk about is valuable. BJ May is another player. Once again, I think he um, he he'll have to have that adjustment period to Power Five football to to SEC football, but he can be a star as well. So. I gave this room an A for the grade. I think that I think that this room is you did exactly what you needed to do. You went and got different things. You got some um, a, a, an experienced to a couple experienced power five corners in Hill and, and Will the Blanket Lee, and then a couple guys in Sa um, Saunders and May who I think are in Mays that can be really good players at the SEC level. Um, I'm excited about Saunders. I think he could be really good. But and then Des Ricks is a guy, you know, take a take a shot on somebody who, you know, kind of left with, with Coach Saban retiring, former five-star recruit, highly ranked transfer portal edition, young guy, ton of um eligibility left, and, and take a shot there. So and, and we, on top of that, you still did have you do still have some talented corners in that room, which is you know, th that's kind of my point here, is it's not just 
like those guys are going to be the guys competing. You, you have some guys on roster already. So, you know, I feel pretty good about the corner room now as a whole. Now, listen, we, we said the same thing heading into last year with some of those additions. You know, we said the same thing last season, and a lot of those transfer portal guys didn't pan out. I just think you've got so many, and you've got a variety of different types of player. You got your SEC transfers that um, that haven't played much. You got your SEC transfers that have played a lot. You got some lower level guys. You got another Power Five guy in Will the Blanket Lee who's played a lot of football. So um, I give this room an A. I, I I think that the upside is A plus, but um, in the floor, frankly, I think is a B. You know, for this room, I mean, I, I just think that these additions were perfectly kind of planned and, and, and separated to where I feel really good about this room. The safety room, you bring in Marcus Ratcliffe. He was San Diego State, right? Let me double-check on that. I wrote that down, but then I'm like, I want to double-check that that's right. I can't, and it won't pull up. Marcus Ratcliffe, where are you? Yeah, San Diego State for Ratcliffe. Um, then you got Derricky Wright from Vandy and Trey Jones from Central Michigan. Um, Derricky Wright's an interesting player. He's a, he can play a lot of different positions. He can do a lot of different things. Um, and I think Ratcliffe. Ratcliffe is the player I'm most excited about. Trey Jones. I think. Um, I think. I think that Ratcliffe is uh, is an upside play. I think that Derricky Wright could be an upside play just because of the different he can do a lot of different things in the football field he can play different positions he can do a lot of different things with his frame of six foot four 217 pounds and then um trey jones is, is he to me he's just a good football player who can come in and play lots of positions so i gave the safety room a b but um frankly i think that you got a lot you know another room where you got guys in that room and you bring in these names that just really make it deeper and deeper I do feel a lot better about the safety room. I, I'm not as good as I feel about the two rooms we, we listed previous, but I think that the safety room can be good, has some high upside, and, and makes this roster a lot better. We're going to talk the wide about the wide receiver room, which, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm, I like the players that we've brought in in the receiver room, but I think that we could have done a few things for the, for the receiver room to have gone better. I didn't give it a super high grade. We're going to talk about that and the rest of these rooms coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season has come to an end, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and I, I really love that. You know, having used the um, different competition of FanDuel at times, I mean, it's just FanDuel, the app is easy to use. I love everything about FanDuel compared to the other apps. It's just the best in the market when it comes to uh, sports books and being able to use it on your phone. Convenience, easy. I love this app. Uh, you got live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays, and a ton more on the FanDuel app. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the LockedOn Podcast Network. So let's move to this wide receiver room, ladies and gentlemen. 
you got two additions to the wide receiver room in Cyrus Allen from Louisiana Tech and Jabri Barber from Troy. And, and listen, maybe I'm being a little harsh on this wide receiver room. I could be. I could be. But I am giving it a C plus. And I'm going to – I'll give you my rationale here. I think that this room – is one where you had a whole bunch of talented guys, you know, on campus originally, and you were in for some some big name portal additions, and and you know Texas A and M. It feels like they just didn't get the the big name in the wide receiver room, even though it had some visits. And now listen, I think that Cyrus Allen, great numbers at Louisiana Tech, Jabri Barber, it was incredible at Troy. I think that both of these guys helped this room. Both of these guys make this this room a lot better. I think what I'm kind of getting at here is what I'm getting at here is I just think that you you could have gotten another guy. And I'm not talking about just taking somebody. I'm talking about another legitimate dude in the portal at this position. Um, now, we feel good about who you have already in that room, um, you know, all on roster. We feel good about Jaday Walker and Noah Thomas and Moose. I mean, we do. I like who you got in that room. You also closed out and brought in a receiver um, during the um, Isaiah Williams, like, you know, that Coach Elko was able to land. So that helps a little bit. And then you've got, you still got Ernest Campbell. You, you got some players on roster. I'm not upset about the wide receiver room in any way. What I'm saying is I just wouldn't have minded one more guy is kind of, I think, what, I, what I'm getting at here. So, um, but Jabri Barber is, I'm really high on him. I, I don't think, you know, with the players that you had on, if you have on roster, I think it would be hard for one of these guys to kind of sneak in as a starter. But I do think you could see, um, you could see Cyrus Allen and Jabri Barber on the field a lot this year. Because we know how the wide receiver room is. Last year, we had players in and out of the lineup, banged up, hurt. It was it, it was a room that there was a lot of injury. So I think that these two guys are going to play seriously. And and, and I'm, I'm I'm excited about Jeremy Barber and Cyrus Allen. But Barber's kind of my guy in this room. I like him. I think he's a great player. Put up good numbers for a good Troy football team. And I think you're going to see him on the field this season for the Aggies. Then you've got the offensive tackle position. I'm going to give this a D, and I'll tell you why. It's because Need more guys. I like Derek Graham, the portal edition. Um, and listen, let's uh, for this conversation, I'll mix in the interior offensive line as well. Um, Darian Hinton and Armaj Reed Adams are the two interior guys. Uh, Reed Adams from Kansas actually did play a couple games at tackle, but but a bulk of the season he was at the guard position. Um, Hinton played guard, and then Derek Graham played left tackle. So. Um, I gave the left tackle or the, the offensive tackle room a D simply, simply because I think you could have used a couple more guys. Uh, and that's a little frustrating to me. I, I think we were all begging for it. Listen, I love, I, I have a B plus here for this interior offensive line room because in a little bit of these grades, ladies and gentlemen, do have to do with what you already had in that room. You know, was this a position you had to hit out of the park? Was this one where you, you had a couple guys and, bringing these guys in, put it over the top. I think that the interior offensive line is a position where I feel really good about it. And then you bring in two players that I think can help and can play um, to make me feel a lot better about it. Tackle, 
I wouldn't have minded you going and getting another good tackle, maybe even two. Um, frankly, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm a little – I don't feel – I wanted to feel a lot better about the offensive tackle room after the portal, and I don't. Now, Derek Graham's a good football player, and I do think you could see him on the field this year for Texas A&M. And listen, there's only two tackle positions. You know, you don't have to have a ton of guys. But what I'm getting at is it, it is a room I would have loved to have felt confident in. Texas A&M fans deserve a good offensive line, really. And and um, I still think that's possible. I do. I'm not saying that's not possible. I think that's – I still feel good about that. But um, now you got some young guys. you got some young guys coming in that could potentially play. But we talk about playing as a freshman is a little scary. Can – Blake Ivy kind of do something crazy and play. Can you see uh funk play early? That's what I'm saying. I don't love as you know, y'all know I said all the time, young tackles playing in the SEC, but I think those two guys um are good and maybe they're ready to go. So that'll be interesting. But I wouldn't have minded another tackle out of the portal. This is no knock to Derek Graham. No knock to him. I like him. I'm just saying I would have wouldn't have hated another player. And I know a lot of y'all every day feel the same way. I've seen the you know comments kind of agreeing with me there. So um I think D in the tackle room, B plus in the um interior. So that's my thoughts on the O line there. Tight end, I think, was an A. Um, Trey Watson and Garrett Miller are your two additions to the tight end room. I like that they can they can do some different things. Trey Watson is your let me give you um he's six foot five 245 pounds and Garrett Miller is six foot five 250 pounds so but I think that um just watching the tape both of them can do both things which I love that I love tight ends who can do it all Miller can Miller and Watson can both catch passes they can both block if I had to guess if I had to guess I would say that Watson would be the guy that you see out catching more passes um, and Miller is the guy that you see blocking more. Now, you know, with the some of the losses in the tight end room, you know, one being Jake Johnson and a couple guys obviously moving on from Texas A&M, um, eligibility-wise, um, you know, you needed to bring in some guys. But I feel good about what you have in Donovan Green. I think Donovan Green's going to have a great season. He's coming back off that ACL tear. I thought it was going to be a monster last season. I think he'll be a monster this season. Coach uh, Colin Klein loves to use the tight end position. He used it really well. He did at Kansas State, and I think he will at Texas A&M. So I think a player like um, Donovan Green is going to really benefit from that. But I think that these two, tight end is a position where you're blocking a lot. A lot of opportunities to get hurt. Um, so you want to have a deep room, and I'm really happy with these additions. So I think that this room gets an A because I like these additions on top of the fact that I think this room is in a really good spot. Um, now, thanks to these additions. So, A there. The running back room, you bring in EJ Smith from Stanford. I give this addition a B because I already – same thing kind of as the tight end room. I already feel good about the running back room heading into next season. And then you bring in a player like EJ Smith who can run the football and is a proven pass catcher. That's exciting to me. Uh, you know, last year Jimbo Fisher was talking about this. He said all, all of our backs can catch the football. And I, they do, they can, you know, Ruben Owens, Mario Daniels, Le'Veon Moss, they all showed flashes of the ability to catch the football out of the backfield. But I don't think any of them that was really like their calling card. I think this is going to be EJ Smith's calling card. I think you could see him be a third down specialist. He looks really good catching the football. He looks really good with the football in his hands in space. So I think this is a good addition. 
And hey, I'll always bet on the son of one of the best players in the NFL history. So, you know, not ever a bad decision to take a shot on a player like that. Last room here, ladies and gentlemen, is the linebacker room, which I gave a B plus. You got Scooby Williams from Florida and Alex Howard from Youngstown State. You know, Williams is a player who has Power 5 or SEC experience playing at Florida, but I'm more excited about Alex Howard. I think Alex Howard, I think he could start, in all honesty. I think he is that good of a player. I think he's an extremely underrated member of this transfer portal class that folks aren't talking enough about. So, um, yeah, I'm in on Alex Howard. And and I'm in on Williams as well. I think he's a guy – he's a good – he was a good SEC football player. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was a good SEC football player. And I think, you know, sometimes change of scenery, new coaching staff, could that take Scooby Williams to the next level? Of course it could. But Alex Howard, folks, I'm telling you, I think he could be really, really good for the Aggies. So that's a name to remember. Um, The overall grade. Now, listen, you can't give it anything but an A after being the number two overall class. I feel good about this portal class, ladies and gentlemen. I feel really good about it. I think you did a really good job. The only position I would have would have liked to see another body, maybe two, would have been the offensive tackle room. Besides that, I feel really confident in this uh, transfer portal class to where it, it's an A. If you bring in one more tackle, I, I, I would say it's an A plus, but it's an A. And it's it, it. I mean, my confidence in Texas A&M success for next season went from a four to a seven thanks to this portal class and the job that Mike Elko and the rest of the coaching staff did. So this is a great, great transfer portal class that should have Texas A&M fans really stoked for the start of next football season. Texas A&M hoops goes one and one on the week. What does this team need to do to really get hot, to really get themselves in the conversation, you know, back where we thought they were months ago as the top dog in the SEC? We'll talk about that coming up right here on Lockdown Aggies. So, the basketball team goes one and one on the week. A road loss to Arkansas to start the week, which I'll be honest, I will be honest, was a little frustrating to me, knowing that you just came off this huge win, huge win over the Kentucky Wildcats, and then you go play Arkansas on the road. I know Bud Walton's a tough place to play. I know that, but Arkansas is so bad. I think you could argue that Texas A&M and Arkansas have been kind of the two letdowns of the SEC so far, um, but Arkansas takes the cake as the letdown, and I just think that's a game. I, I hate losing that one, ladies and gentlemen. You lose that one 78-77. I know some folks were uh, um, upset with the officiating late in that one. Um, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I don't disagree with you, but we're not going to get into officials here because we're just we're not going to do it. But, yes, there were some things that frustrated me. But then you do rebound with the win over a better team in LSU. You win that one 73-69. It was a very nice win to get back in the right on the right track. I think you got to go 2 and 0 this week. You're still bracketology wise a 9 seed. The people that make these things believe in this team to still make the tournament. But I think you got to start Stringing wins together, stringing them, stringing them, stringing them, stringing wins together. You got to beat Missouri. You got to beat Ole Miss. You got two home games this week. You got to go two and zero and improve your record to thirteen and seven. Um, you know, 
and it was also good, you know, going to LSU and beating them after they embarrassed you a little bit on your home floor. It was a good win for the Aggies. So um, you got to go 2 0 this week, ladies and gentlemen. If you go 2 0 this week, that would make you what an SEC player? Oh, my blanking. 0 1, 0 2, 1 2. So you're uh, 1 3, 2 3. So that make you four and three in SEC play if you can go back-to-back wins here this week. So need them. Need to win these two. Two home games. Very exciting. Um, packed arena, hopefully, um, which we know it will be, and you can get two wins. Um, Ole Miss is currently ranked, but I, you, I can tell you right now that is going to change once this team is back um, or once the AP ball comes out later today. So that's my thoughts on the Hoops team. Last thing, a little bit before we call today here at Locked On Aggies, the baseball team, those uniforms, oh my goodness. Those of you that have been listening, um, you know, I took over the show at the tail end of baseball season last year, right before um, the run. And I'm a big baseball guy. Baseball is my background, played all through college. I love the sport, I love everything about baseball. So, yes, and I had someone ask in the comments today, uh, Andrew, you playing in the talk about baseball uh, yes i am a ton i love baseball um in those uniforms wow not much gets me more excited than a than a than a beautiful baseball uniform and, and texas a&m's unis just look great in this new one wow go take a gander if you haven't seen it already um this team's going to be special I saw uh, some folks over at D1 Baseball have the Aggies as a potential team making the trip to Omaha for the College World Series uh, preseason. This team's going to be really good. It's going to be really good with some of the players you got coming back. I'm really stoked to see how this team pans out. And I can't wait to you know cover that team. We'll talk about them a ton. We'll do bonus episodes and all that for the baseball team. Folks, I know we get really excited for the baseball season. We'll have all that at Locked on Aggies. I can't wait to go on the journey of this baseball season with y'all. But those uniforms are awesome, and the basketball team has got to go 2-0 this week. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for tuning in every single day. Like I said, I hope everybody had an outstanding weekend. hope everybody really enjoyed the uh, playoff NFL football that we got to watch. It was a lot of fun. Have a great rest of your Monday, ladies and gentlemen, and we will see you tomorrow.